Should we just keep talking and then we'll do I'll, we'll do an intro and I'll cut it together? Or how do you want to do this? Well, now I feel like we have to do an intro, but and then go into. I feel like this is the intro. <laughs> do okay. Three, two, one. Hey, what's, what's up, up, guys? Welcome to behind the scenes of our best days. This is season season four. As you We're can see. really grateful to be season. And yeah. th- here's some things that, as we have learned throughout the seasons, oh, is boy. that there is a, and we're actually going to hit on this. This today, is the topic today for sure. There is a secret curriculum to yeah. this podcast in a secret curri- what is a secret curriculum because every organization yes. marriages friendships life. relationships yeah. life um yeah what is secret curriculum it is a uh, updated way to refer to the school of hard knocks that term is so overused but basically anytime particularly in ministry but it applies to business marriage friendship uh whatever there's like Stuff you learn along the way that you could not possibly learn from being told in a classroom. Right. Okay. So when you go to college, no one tells, like, it is understood that if, um, I I guess it's an awareness. It is a hygiene is a secret curriculum. Hygiene. You should not tell people. (laughs) You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, hey, you have halitosis. Don't ever talk to me again. Right. 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 Um, it is also kind of like, oh man, I have bad breath, mm-hmm. and this is socially unacceptable, especially if I am um, an elevator operator, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is an outdated profession. No, sure, but that's but go right. with me here that's on this right. allegory yeah. that is like I'm an elevator operator. I'm in closed spaces, yeah. and I don't wear deodorant. I have yeah. halitosis. Yeah. It's gonna be miserable for everyone. <laughs> it's gonna be I may terrible. get fired. Even if I'm great at my job, I may be. get fired yeah. from the secret curriculum of yeah. hey, we didn't think we had to tell you this, but you should wear deodorant and yeah. then you should have a surgery yeah. to remove literal crap from your mouth. <laughs> um <laughs> anyways, yeah. So um no, totally there. Th- th- okay. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, okay, so like Disney, they have a secret curriculum. That's right, sure. Of just things that if you are that their people mm-hmm. that they have are not called employees, they're called cast members. That's right. That's right. Which I think is cool. Yeah. You know, it's always funny whenever a church gets really inspired by reading a Disney book and mm-hmm. they're like, We're gonna call our church staff cast members. That's right. And <laughs> And then people are, and then it lasts for two months. Two months, maybe. And then, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then it's no longer. But yeah. Disney, if you are a cast member at Disney, if there is any kid at a at any park, uh-huh. at any theme park, um, and they use this, they use this example in their teaching, and then mm-hmm. they wrote a book about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and basically, if there's any kid at any theme park that drops an ice cream cone or mm-hmm. drops popcorn or whatever, sure. that a cast member yeah. unspokenly yeah. always goes up to the crying kid, mm-hmm. asks what's wrong, and mm-hmm. then gives them for free right. whatever that thing yeah, is that they dropped. It. Right. Replaces exactly. it. Exactly. Now, that's something that they're not taught. Right. It started happening, and yeah. then it just happened. So I guess it's also uncommunicated expectations. That's good. That's right. Right. I'm. I'm. Yeah. It makes sense. Okay. So, secret curriculum to being Arvin's friend. Oh boy. Um, I had a guy one time be like, "Bro, we're both in uh, on church staffs." He was on a different church staff, and he's like, "We should connect and be friends. We have so many mutual uh, passions." And I said, "Sure, I will let you know because I'm on the back end of my twenties. Um, I I can be your friend, but we you have to be intentional. 
So you, you told him to your secret curriculum up front. So so your let me let me no, get, go ahead. Your secret curriculum is being intentional. In terms of friendship with me, a person who's unintentional, Man. we're probably not going to get along very well. Now I'm that was, sorry for ignoring you. That, <laughs> that's I'm quite all right. No, John's actually one of the most intentional people <laughs> I've known. Um, truly, though. For the majority of my life, that was the case, and I didn't even know that, but I would feel rejected by people if they were just lackadaisical. And maybe that person, that was all of college, is like, hey, let's get coffee, let's have lunch, let's do whatever. And now I'm realizing that uh, it will help people a lot if they know that I'm going to be intentional with them, they should be intentional with me, otherwise it's probably not going to work. Love those friends that are like, we should hang out sometime. Yeah. And you go, yeah, yeah Tuesday, what? 3 o'clock. And they go, and they go <laughs> and then the next day they're still going Ooh. Yeah, they're just driving it's home. literally like a family guy clip yeah, you're like what exactly. um, <laughs> no but okay yeah. so this podcast is talking about the behind the scenes yeah of our best days we me and arvin we work here at victory church that's right at victory church we have a confession and i will say the confession is also kind of like a secret curriculum even though it's public mm-hmm. that if you are if you come to a service at Victory yeah. and it's your first time, yeah. you may be thrown off when the whole room holds hands, yeah. lifts hands lifts up, up, and they go, um, our best days are right in, in front, front of us. us. And yeah. victory is in my life because Jesus lives in and yeah. we all everyone chants yeah. a confession together. Yeah. It's like going to a college football game at right. a certain like I know certain colleges Michigan, they play um Mr. Brightside yeah. by the Killers. Yeah, and yeah. if it is your first time at a Michigan football game, yeah, once that once the song comes on by the Killers, right, everyone goes nuts. Everyone sings a song. You could be sitting there being like, "What am I missing? Did they not announce this?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That <laughs> is go, a secret. Do you have the lyrics? Do, do you, you have, have the lyrics? <laughs> they go, "Where's the hymn books in yeah. front?" <laughs> i'm that guy um no but and so there is just things they're uncommunicated expectations they are it is secret curriculum and so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because this whole podcast is about behind the scenes of church productions we are blessed to we get to write scripts we're in the middle of doing fall and christmas script right now Uh, one of our producers caleb taranzo who's here with us he creates stories of victory every single week. There is yeah. a behind-the-scenes thing, and he could even tell you that on set, there's just certain things you don't do mm-hmm. that Caleb shouldn't have to tell you not to do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is a secret curriculum. 100%. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, and then there's things that you should know to do Sure. That, yeah. that we should not have to tell you. That's right, yeah. So, okay, one of the secret curriculums... Um, for instance, is that, uh, so this is one thing that is unique, but it is in the church world, Yeah, is that now I believe in praying in tongues. Yeah, same. Okay? Absolutely. I believe in the Holy yeah. Spirit. I believe in praying in tongues. Yeah. I believe it's needed. Yeah. In the Bible, there is a scripture that talks about how praying in tongues is for your edification. Yes, yeah. Right? It right. is for you. Right, right, right. And... And then interpretation of tongues. Mm-hmm. All right, we're getting in the gifts of the spirit. Sure. All right, for all First of you theologians, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that is all that helps people. But if you were to be up on stage and you were to be praying in tongues sure. for ten minutes, we don't know. Yeah. It. You're pro- now. Here's a great thing. The positive is you're showing people what tongues sounds like. Mm-hmm. In this 
Victory is a place that we have people that are unchurched, sure. that have not read Corinthians, yeah. that haven't even read the Bible. Sure. And they think that we are Harry Potter casting spells. Right, right, right. So if you are a communicator and you're scheduled in Planning Center, to all those people who work behind the scenes, you know what Planning Center is. Mm -hmm. It is an outline, um, basically a script of a weekend service. Yeah. Um, if you are scheduled in Planning Center to do ministry time, which is the transition out of the last worship song where... The, the person who is leading worship, mm -hmm. they look at you and they raise their eyebrows mm -hmm. and then you as the communicator know that's when I'm supposed to walk up mm -hmm. and I'm not supposed to walk up sooner because they could be going into a bridge. Sure. Like there's certain worship songs, you go into a bridge yeah, yeah, yeah. and you are not, and then they're like, uh, no, no, no. Or like <laughs> there is, there I have been a part yeah. of and been the cause of absolute train wrecks <laughs> during ministry time of where they... We're coming to an end of a song, yeah. and I thought that, and I go up and I go, ladies and gentlemen, they're like, and I'll oh, stand <laughs> with arms high and heart abandoned. Yeah. And I'm, and then oh, to God. play along, I try to come in. To now, here's it. the thing, guys I don't have an inner ear. Number one, I've, I don't lead worship. Number three, I'm not necessarily a singer. Yeah. Um, I don't even know the right tune. So I come in and yeah. I kill the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has put on his hat, taken his bag, put it on the shoulder, and he goes, okay, I'm out. And it has left the building. I've killed the presence. That is secret curriculum yeah. to where before service, you get with that person who right. is leading that last song and you go, hey, just so yeah. I'm aware, yeah. what, what is this last song? What is it about? Yeah. And then... Usually a transition sentence. We've all been at services mm -hmm. or churches mm -hmm. to where the song ends and mm -hmm. the person goes, hey, we're excited that you're here today. And it's a jerk. Yeah. And it's like, ah, yeah, yeah, you yeah. literally, I was on a roller coaster going mm -hmm. 60 miles an hour mm -hmm. and then it stopped. Boom. Yeah. I just got whiplash <laughs> because I was in worship yeah. and then you just cut it off completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a nuanced thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it's like, Man, yeah. do we do a workshop where we just tell people mm -hmm. this? these are two or three transitional sentences sure. that you say after the song. The final song is um, Gyra. Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, Lord, uh, more than enough. Right. Gyra is, for those of you guys, what does that word <laughs> yeah. even mean? Yeah. Jehovah Gyra, yeah. my provider. Yeah. All right. That is one of the names of Jesus. Yeah. There's a song, Gyra. Mm -hmm. That song ends... A sentence would be, and I know this sounds very like I'm, I, listen, I'm not telling you to script what is what you're being led by God to do, mm -hmm. but something would be like, God, we thank you that you're, we thank you for your provision for us, mm -hmm. that your eye is on us. It is a prayer, yeah. some type of a sentence, yeah. and then you go, we're so grateful that you're here at church yeah. with us this weekend. Right. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. We know that some of you guys came in here today yeah. believing for something. Yeah. Well, guess what? I want to encourage you. Jehovah Jireh is your provider. That's one of the names of Jesus, yeah. which means that if Jesus is a living promise, he has made that promise. He's going to provide for you. Right. So if you're in here today and you are in need of something that you came in believing for a miracle, could you raise your hand and the believers around you, can mm -hmm, you just mm -hmm. come together? Right. And that's what church is about, mm -hmm. to pray for those people who are believing for something yeah. and to put... Jesus and to put God in remembrance of his scriptures that he is our provider that closes out. Mm -hmm. Then you go into announcements. Yeah. 
That right you there, smoothly it's a smooth that. transition. Right. The secret curriculum to where, and there's been, and just because someone knows the Bible a lot, sure. just because someone leads worship, yeah. just because someone is good at talking does not mean that they're good at transitions. Sure. But yeah. it is a secret curriculum. Yeah. Now, that is a behind the scenes thing. You go, wow, oh, that's pretty nuanced. But yeah. those of you who are listening or watching this and you are working on church staff or you are self-aware enough to know I've been in a service mm-hmm. where it has been bad. There's also been moments where we were talking about praying in the spirit. Again, I believe in praying in tongues. It's yeah. not about that. Yeah. I do it. I believe in it. But if you get up there and you pray in tongues mm-hmm. for five or six minutes, even though I know God is at work, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what's the goal. Mm, like, what's the yeah. goal of you doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. You know, the I, I understand if you say it, if you if you begin to tell people, those of you who are aware of the gifts of the Spirit, if you want to pray in your prayer language, let's go ahead and start praying right now. It's yeah. one thing if it is a designated healing service. But telling people, hey, what we're getting ready to do right now, giving mm-hmm. them a heads up. That way they're not caught off guard when you start going, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, but that is a secret curriculum. Big time. Big and time. you think, oh, I don't necessarily have to tell them that. But I've been in services where someone has gone up and yeah. they've prayed in tongues for five to six minutes. And I invited people yeah. who were like, hey, I usually don't go to church, but I, I, can I come? And I go, yeah, sit by me. And they've leaned over and they go, what the boop is that? <laughs> Literally cussed in my ear. And I go, um, it's praying. And I've explained it to them and they enjoyed the service. Yeah. They were a little thrown off by that. Sure. You know, yeah. it is one thing if you are in a group that is just but like for a service sure where you know there may be visitors there anyways so today in our podcast we're talking about those nuanced things about secret curriculum right all right you brought up a secret curriculum one uh, yesterday where you were talking oh, yeah, yeah. about how to come correct yes. what does that even mean that means going about uh the way you talk to people the way you handle situations and the, especially the way you handle people in authority correctly. So set the, it up in a meeting. Set ah, it up in a meeting. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. I was in one the other day. Let me Ooh, share with you. Tell us. Say okay. names. Gossip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, kidding. I was in a meeting the other day and um, our pastors in the meeting, we have a bunch of people who are there to help. Pastor with Paul the, and Ashley. Yes, exactly. Pastors of Victory Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where you're always welcome online as Please. well. Um, so we're all in this meeting. We're talking about stuff. And um, the purpose of the meeting is to present information to him and go, so this is what we've, we were thinking and to get feedback. So the portion of the meeting we get into where he's now providing feedback and we're to be taking notes, listening. So you've already attention. done your pitch. We've gone, here's what we were thinking. Here's what we saw, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He is now, uh, and we always have a good time. The culture here at Victory is very friendly. I'm wearing a t-shirt at work right now. Most people don't get to do that. So that's just the vibe. Yeah, But relational. there is a way to come correct where when the purpose of the meeting is occurring, maybe Arvin shouldn't interrupt that. And, and so, interrupt the leader. Yeah. And so as the feedback's happening, I'm going to use myself as an example. I take on a casual attitude and I feel the need to comment every time he pauses to take a breath. 
and give fee and so I'm interrupting his stream of consciousness as he's trying to give feedback about something. Wait, people do that at church? Unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like people do it everywhere. Honestly, there could be a lot said about how the art of having a conversation has been lost in, in modern day. Mm. Um, but I'm observing this and I'm being like, I, I that's not what needs to happen. So to come correct in that con uh, situation is to simply sit still and listen. Like there are, uh, we've talked about it all the time, like read the room, read correctly uh, where you're at. What's the point of what's happening here? And while everyone's friendly and kind to one another, um, let's all keep the same goal in mind. And so uh, people don't come correct when the goals are different or when the visions are different, which is the definition of division, two visions or more. Um, so wait, what does that mean? People don't come together when the visions are different. People don't come correct when they have a different goal in mind than what the goal is for the, the group in the room. So give me an example. Yeah. So let's say a person uh, goes into a, uh, a, a meeting or something or goes into a new church, goes into a business, whatever. And uh, what needs to happen there is, at least in a church context, this service is going to happen and we want it to happen smoothly because we're talking to people all over the spectrum of experience with church. Like you said, some people, they've never been to church. It's their first time. Other people have been here 45 years, 40 years of victory. Um, and so what, what could happen, let's say a kid like me shows up at 14, like I did and is like, I want to feel important. I want to boost my own ego. I want to feel like people pay attention to me. So I'm going to interrupt the flow of what's happening here so that I can pitch my idea about how I can feel that way. So I'm not coming correct. And the biggest way people do this, the number one, I can confidently say it. I have receipts if we have the time. The most <laughs> prevalent way people try to get noticed is they provide negative feedback negative they feedback. make negative comments they give negative feedback because if you approach something as though you have permission to like say something negative about it so like a service yeah a sermon a song a person's voice just like the next time you go to a public setting be it church or somewhere else a concert or anything notice the amount of people who were not involved in making any of it happen, who have really dense opinions on what's happening. Not theological differences, but just like, well, I didn't like that. Why? Well, that is a tremendous, consistent thing that happens. And so. So, but what's the difference between that and critique? Critique, okay, if I'm a plumber, I can critique other plumbing. But mm. if I'm not a singer, like I personally, that's not my gift. I have zero qualms about it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. When I'm in a service, I'm maybe softly singing and I'm worshiping that way. But I will never, ever have an opinion on another singer. Even if I hear it and I go, oh, that's okay. Maybe that, that could have been better. But that's not how I'm going to. Oh, that's not how you're going. So, so even if you feel something, you don't necessarily have to say it. That's right. Especially <laughs> yeah. if you are. Wow, that was big. Let's all say this together. If I feel something, if I feel something, it doesn't always mean it doesn't always mean that I have to say that it. I have to say it. Okay, yeah. that is how to come correct. <gasps> okay, secret curriculum. So that's in the it. Bible, yeah, 
Okay, so in the Bible, there's the story of Jesus going to the top of this mountain. It's called the Mountain of Transfiguration, where God yeah. himself yeah. comes down in a cloud. Yeah, Who huge. else comes with God? Moses is on one side. Elijah is on the other side. Yeah. So like... Wild. Wild. This is in the Bible. That's why the Bible yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Jesus is on top of this mountain. God descends. Moses and Elijah des yeah. Um, descend. Yeah. They're standing there. Jesus is with his disciples. God is talking. Mm -hmm. God, like yeah. G-O-D is talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Peter goes, Jesus, I got a great idea. What if we build a monument and an altar in your and for you right here about this really cool moment? Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't talk like that. Yeah, like Mike Burbank. But God literally shut down yeah. Peter. Yeah. And was like, shut up. Not right now. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, not right now. Yeah. Kept going. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Imagine being Peter. <laughs> yeah. Jesus told you to get behind him, Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then God was like, please, like, stop. Cool. Like, yeah. hand on chest. Yeah. was like, hey, hey shut bud. your... He used the word bud. He goes, hey, bud. <laughs> In the Greek, it's a... <laughs> the Greek term, God goes, hey, bud, um... Why don't you let us handle this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm yeah. doing something way better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but in in Peter's mind, he probably thought this is how I can add value. Sure. And you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and sometimes like the situation does not call for your value. Right. You are valuable. Right, right, right. But it doesn't call but for You don't have In fact, if you, you believe you're valuable, maybe you won't constantly <gasps> be trying to prove it all the time. So that's where the circles that's come really in. Good. There is the central thing that's happening in a room, and then there's the group of people around it who tend to provide criticism and critique. But that's an outward thing and if if you ever want to be involved in what's really happening, you have to exit the outer row of sitting there like this being like, well, I'm better than all this. And it's like, well, OK, you're that's great. But are we supposed to sit here and listen to you have every opinion you have about what we think and do? Yeah. While you, by the way, usually are not doing anything. There is a proper way to go from the outer row of being a critic. What's there's a quote from a president that talks about that. The being a critic on the outside to enter actually in being involved in what's going on, That's you true. have to come correct. And to learn how to do that, it's nuanced. It's a secret curriculum. You have to pay attention. Okay. So, so how would you, so for all of our listeners, viewers, yeah. so like, how would you go about that? Did that, that I, and I know some of you guys are going, okay, so what if I am in disagreement with a leader yeah and you know we're in the middle of a meeting sure um you know whatever sure what what should i do like or like yeah like mm -hmm. what should i do how should yeah. i come correct i i've learned this from a few years of experience now i know i'm still quite young but i have learned this i found success with this you can with a healthy leader which thankfully we have you can disagree but the fact that you might be right about this thing and they might be wrong does not all of a sudden grant you permission to operate as though you're an authority over them i've seen it happen i've made that mistake okay okay before. okay say that one so more time but you slower. and i are talking john is in leadership over me he runs the productions he is my boss the reason we're able to have a friendship is because i'll never forget that 
I never operate the other way around. So there have been times where we're looking at a script or a scene and the dialogue has been pitched a specific way. And Arvin wrote it really good and I didn't necessarily understand it or I was like, I like my idea better. And then when I bring it to you, sure. I go, you well, knowing, well. I, I, first of all, <laughs> I'm open-handed because if John says, uh, I want it to be like this, then it's fine with me that it's going to be that way. So one, I'm not attached. My value and worth isn't attached to what that line of dialogue ends up being. Over time, as we've built relationship and trust, I have learned I can gently be like, Ask, I will ask first. I do not assume that it's my turn to happen to the room. I ask, can I share with you why I did that in the first place? And 10 times out of 10, John says, yeah, yeah, what, what, what up? So I will then share, well, because of page 14 and page 31, we're kind of weaving this idea. And so this line of dialogue yeah. in context looks like this. So having heard that now, John, what do you think? And it's happened many times where John goes, that makes sense. So there's a purpose for it. The reason our scripts get better and better, and I believe they do, is because in so doing, if there's ever, and it happens all the time, where there's a line of dialogue or something, that it's there because it's there. There wasn't like a, a thread. So by us having that conversation, if there's something there that's movable, it's not like holding up the entire story, we should move it. Yeah. And so... I go, oh, you're right. And it happens every single time. There's like dozens of examples where the thing that actually ended up being the best part, the thing that most people remember about the production came from John going, ah, can we switch that around? Can we move that around? So knowing that, accepting that, anytime we get into that example, um, I'm very open-handed. So this is the lesson here. Be open-handed about the, the result. Yeah. It's not your responsibility. Then dress your opinion and perspective in respect and honor. That's how you come correct. Not just to your pastor, but to your spouse, to your friends. You will distinguish yourself from the rest of modern society if you clothe, <laughs> if you clothe your opinions and your approach to things in respect and honor. Yeah. And here's the thing. You may be right. Arvin was right. In fact, in looking back, this is something for those of you who are maybe you're over a department. Mm. Please do not be intimidated by talent. Mm. Recruit it. Yeah. Wow. There are leaders that hire. So I, I simultaneously, I also work in the school side. Mm -hmm. right. I work with strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. um, and I train middle school to high school athletes of different, different coaches of different sports. Yeah. So we'll do, tennis and volleyball and then football. So it, I love it. It is something that fills my bucket that is totally different from what yeah. I'm doing in the creative world. But what I have seen is I have seen certain head coaches that have um, a budget to hire assistant coaches. Mm -hmm. They hire, I'm sorry, Lord forgive me, they hire ding-dongs. <laughs> Literal people that I'm like, wait, this person knows nothing about the sport. Right. But the head coach has said, um, the head coach tells them what to do and then they just do it. Sure. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So you just want yes men. Wow. You're right. you're actually intimidated if you were to hire someone. Mm -hmm. I'm using this allegory. Now, this has not happened within the last few years, but 
mm-hmm. a few years ago, there was an individual that we had who was a brilliant head coach of a certain sport. Yeah, He did everything and he wanted his hand in everything, mm-hmm. even things that he was not good at. He was like, oh, we're going to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And even some of the students that he was coaching were like, kind of looked at him sideways and were like, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yep, this way. And ev- because he hired those other people, it yeah. was like, well, okay. Yeah. You know, I'm just kidding. They didn't talk like that. They're yeah, actually sure. really great people. Yeah. And when I say ding-dongs, ding-dongs within that field, yeah. I'm sure God has a specific calling sure. on their life yeah. to you know, work something else. I don't think coaching was the specific purpose for their life. Sure. Anyways, yeah. sorry, yeah. that was very mean, no, but um, at least Practical. I'm being honest. No, okay. True. So this is behind the scenes. Come on, Absolutely. guys. Absolutely. So I say that to where um, my goal, if I'm wanting to advance the overall vision of the creative mm-hmm. department mm-hmm. or whatever I'm doing, I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can find someone who is better at something than I do, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to, if, if, if I can't hire them, I'm going to ask them to serve or I'm going to outsource them for something or I'm going to be like, Hey, I need you to do this Yeah, because I care more about the end result than I do. Obviously I will say this. I do have selfish moments where I'm like, I want my way. Um, but overall I want the end result more. And so this is, I I'm saying this, Guys, just so you know, I talk in rabbit trails and then I come back around. So this is a rabbit, but I'm coming back around right now. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. All right. So we had this Easter production in, um, it was April 20, uh, 2022. Mm-hmm. We did 33 AD. Yeah. I wrote the script of 33 AD. This was one of those times where we reutilized a script that we did about um, five, five years ago. Yeah. Arvin redid it, redid the dialogue and redid the story structure. I absolutely loved the old story structure and how it was of four or five years ago. The first time we met, as I'm reading through the script, I, it is different. It's different (laughs) than what I had originally had, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was like, Hey, I want you to read through this and relook at the structure and da, da, da. So he did it. The first presentation, it took me a good 30 to 45 minutes. The first time I was like, we're going to change this, this, and this. And why this? Why that? Why this? Why that? Mm-hmm. As he began explaining it to me, Arvin was like, now here's the thing. I am the leader over this production. Yeah. But then as Arvin began explaining it to me, I was like, this has the potential to be better mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what we did mm-hmm. five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's different. And it's not what I expected. Yeah. In fact... I don't like it and I don't like it because it's not what I expected. It's yeah. not that I didn't like it because it wasn't good. Yeah. I didn't like it because it wasn't what I expected. Right. And I think leaders have to know the difference. Oh, absolutely. If you are a leader over any department, you have to know, do I not like it because it's not mine because it's not what I expected or do I not like it? Cause it's genuinely not good. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So anyways, so we came to that moment and then the, and we made a few tweaks, but sure. it, we went with Arvin's direction, dialogue, structure for Easter. And it was the best thing we ever did. Mm, wow. So I am like, thank you for doing that. Yeah. But it did come to me that first time we met at that coffee, oh, shop, absolutely, Lagum, absolutely. coffee. And I was like, yeah. 
I don't know if I like it. <laughs> Which on my end, I remember that meeting and being very gentle because I don't get to decide how what I'm suggesting will be interpreted. I don't get to control that. So that's why my tone and the way I approached it was very gentle because it was a suggestion. And had you said, no, we're going to do what we did in 2017, I would then, because I fear God and I love what I do, I would jump into gear and do everything I could to make that Not because you're a yes man. No, because I'm a yes man to God. Yeah, that's good. So there's a person like me or anyone who's watching this, you... To be human is to endeavor to have ambition, to aspire to be big. There's Does anyone ways. listening to this or watching this? I do, can't imagine. Do any of you have ambition? Yeah. And those of you who have ambition, are you someone that is not necessarily the boss? Okay. Most people, this is for you, so just people. listen. There are two ways to get, quote unquote, big. You can either allow God to actually break open your soul and enlarge it. Mm. over time with hard work with submission to the leadership and authority in the church he's placed you in you can do it that way or you can try to make your current leader look small so that you feel Mm. big so i have watched i've watched it in businesses i've watched it in churches uh not at victory thank god i've watched people try to elevate themselves by shrinking their leaders and it could even be it could even be to people who work for like if I'm a department head. Sure. And okay, so we're we work in a creative department, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a department head. Underneath me are branding designers. Mm-hmm. We have a conference coming up. Mm-hmm. We go, hey, this is what we're thinking about the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for victory conference, we have not had a theme, you know how like some conferences has themes, like let the whole earth rejoice or it's some scripture or vision or whatever. Um, uh, we, we haven't had a theme, so we've actually been going with colors Mm -hmm. as opposed to, um, like an actual theme, you know, colors, patterns, Mm -hmm. um, so we have our designers, they go all in and they make, they make a design. Mm-hmm. We bring it to Pastor Paul mm-hmm. and Ashley. I really, really love the design because I was involved in it. Sure. You know, hands on telling them, oh, do this. Oh, yeah. let's do this color. Da, da, da. Yeah. So I'm saying this is what we have for mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then now, now here's another unique dynamic is that pastor Paul is also my brother, mm-hmm. my younger brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm older than him. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming to him and I'm like, Hey, this is what we are super pumped about for victory conference. Check out these mood boards. Sure. This is the design that, and then Pat, I'm not saying this happened. This is an allegory. Sure. Okay. Or example. Yeah. I send this to Pastor Paul. Um, now, a version of this has happened, but not this exact story. And he says, I actually don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like the colors or the font. Um, what if we did something like this? Mm-hmm. You know, and he does something that I don't like. Yeah. You know, yeah. and to Pastor Paul's face, I go, okay, yeah. Then I go back to the designers. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. whom I want to be cool with because sure. I'm a department head and I'm sure. the cool mom. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Mean Girls? Yeah, absolutely. Amy with Poehler. Amy yeah. Poehler and Mean Girls. She's like, I'm the cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> so I have that vibe. The Amy Poehler, Mean Girls, cool mom vibe. Right, right, right. And I go back and I go, <sighs> exasperate. Uh-huh. Breathe all the air, all of the carbon dioxide out of my body. I go, <sighs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Pastor doesn't like the designs. Mm. I know, I know. <laughs> and honestly, he wants to do this. <laughs> and I suck my teeth. I go, uh, yeah. It's really like 2018, <laughs> you know, type of graphic vibes, but let's yeah. do it for him. Wow. All of a sudden, yeah, I've planted a seed. Yeah. And those designers that think my boss knows better than the lead pastor. Right. And now it's difficult for them to sit in service because they're like that lead pastor turned down an idea Mm -hmm. that I worked really hard for as a designer. Right. And my lead pastor just doesn't understand art. Yeah. Wow. That's secret curriculum. That's right. Yeah. So if you have done that, it is not too late. To go to your department and go, hey, I've said several things about our leader and pastor. I want to ensure you yeah. that I back him 100%, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. there have been times where me and my brother have been in knockdown, drag out fights. Sure. Yes, I have cussed at him. <laughs> so sue me, you know. Um, and I've been very angry and upset. But it has been to him. Yeah. And then... By the by the time we walk out of that office, right. it is Yeah. I forgive me. I was wrong. You really hurt my feelings. I was so angry at you mm. and I still disagree with you. Sure. And Paul's like, I love you. Thank you so much. You know, my brother Paul, you know, and I know it's not like this at every at sure. every, you yeah. know, but within this dynamic, and he was like, And it's okay if you disagree with me. Right. I'm not saying that and I know it's different in different ministries, sure. but he's like, I know you disagree with me, but I thank you so much for doing this. Mm-hmm. I will not bring that up to anybody right. that works underneath me. Now I'm totally saying a podcast about it, no, but sure. I'm telling you guys yeah. that is secret curriculum. Right. If you want to last, right? that's only if you want to last. Yeah. So those of you who are working in ministry or even in organization, absolutely. if you are somewhat of a believer, mm-hmm. if you believe in God, then you believe that God elevates you in due time. Mm-hmm. He's going to meet your needs. Yeah. You don't need anyone else to. Right. And here's the thing. You don't even need yourself to. That's right. Wow. Does that make sense? Exactly. Like you're not going to have to force yourself into anything. Mm-hmm. And if it, Pastor Ashley said something, and we've said this in another podcast. Pastor sure. Ashley said this in an all staff. She goes, whatever you manipulate, you will have to maintain. That's right. So let's just say whatever I manipulate, mm. if I'm trying to hire someone mm-hmm. and they're saying, hey, this is what I'm expecting. And I tell them in the interview. Hey, um, you know, we, we can't get that to you right now, but we will get that to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what your starting pay is. Mm. Um, I hire them. They're going to be coming to me right. every month. Hey, you said this. Right. Is that going to happen? Wow. And me being like, um, you see, I manipulated wow. something wow. when from the very beginning I go, hey, you need to be where God calls you to be. This yeah. is what we're able to offer. We yeah. can't do any more. Right. Um, I want you to feel at peace if we're not the fit, totally understand. Right. 
make it easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I think a secret curriculum, even for a leader that is underneath a leader Mm -hmm. is that you can always learn how not to do things by watching the creative director in heaven, Lucifer, Mm, the fallen angel. Yeah. He was gifted. He was talented. Totally. He was in second command. Mm -hmm. And so we even talked about it in season one of Mm -hmm. behind the scenes of our best days is that the first creative director in the world was Lucifer. Yeah. He is creative. Mm -hmm. He is a director. Mm -hmm. He even took people with him when he left the church. Right, right, right. Yeah. But he is Lucifer. Totally. And he will spend an eternity in hell. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm just letting you know, regardless how gifted and talented you are, you will serve someone. And within that, a secret curriculum is how to come correct. Mm -hmm. What are some other things? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean... We're so in on how to come correct today that I feel like it's it's dense enough to to chew on. Um, but like within that track. Absolutely. It encompasses just about everything. It's another w- word for culture, basically, like the culture of a place, the culture of your life is stuff that you can state the phrase like a th- respect authority. Mm-hmm. But letting that authority figure speak and understanding and correct that is how you come correct. So you shouldn't have to tell someone that. That's the thing that you observe over time as, the, as you just stick around. So it hel- it's helpful to come in patient, come in mm. eager to learn. Yeah. And even if you've been given the best possible thing, I remember um, the, the twist with Judas at Son of Heaven in yeah. 2021. It was 2015 when I had that idea. But when we got to when I started at Victory in 2018, I didn't tell anybody that. I waited until the time was right, and then we even talked about it for 2020. Thankfully, 2020 was a different uh, vibe. So the reason, the the point I want to get to as we land the plane for this podcast episode today is that when you really believe that God gave you the ideas, the dreams, the visions, the destiny that you have, you'll be patient for it. If you think it's something you have to take and use to hopefully get yourself a position, to get yourself to be impressing to the right, impressive to the right people, you're not fully convinced yet that God is going to sustain you, which means that let's say you get everything you want and all of a sudden you're there. Oh boy. Yeah. Remember what you manipulate, you have to maintain. And that is where people get burned out. And when you get burned out, you get tired and that's when you start falling into wild temptations yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, this sounds like a cautionary tale podcast, but we're saying this because we want you to understand that yeah. we don't have it figured out. There are still things that I don't understand that I thought that no shoes, no shirt, no service was something in the 80s. <laughs> I just got kicked out of two different restaurants because my kids walked in without <laughs> shirts or shoes. Yeah, I just didn't think about it. Yeah, yeah. And... Like literally the lady was like, sir, this is a Chili's and (laughs) (laughs) they have to wear clothes. And I was like, and I, and I told her, I go, well, it's not on the door. Mm -hmm. And she goes, are you serious? (laughs) Your sons are here without shoes or shirts. And I was like, but there's no one in Chili's tonight. And she was like, the whole reason why I was in Chili's, that's a whole nother podcast. I need therapy. (laughs) But... Let me tell you, 
we are still learning secret curriculums everywhere. Absolutely. But the reason why we wanted to tell you guys this is because we really believe that this can help you. So let us know, um, you know, comment, message us on the U at BC. And we even have a YouTube now, Mm -hmm. Victory Productions YouTube, that we've uploaded several snippets of uh, small creative things that we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Subscribe. Click. Let us know what you think. Hey, thank you for tuning in. We love you. See you next time.